and welcome to episode 87, I believe it is, of the Mature Gamer Podcast Bits and PCs. I'm afraid it's me tonight doing the hosting thing. Um, with me, I have the Clarkster. Hello. And the Beaster. Hello. Doesn't quite work as well. Um, no. Everybody else seems to have sworn off doing the hosting, so it is me tonight, because uh, they're all too lily-livered and chicken to do it themselves. Uh, so it is me. Beaster, you're looking exceptionally tired and knackered so i, I don't I know do, do you want to hit off first and because as soon as you've been so tired i presume it's because you've been playing all these lovely games you've got um well, no it's been a couple of weeks wasn't it um so yeah i'll get cracking um i got a copy of thief yay and you um, loved it um well deadly shadows got a bit of a roasting but i actually quite liked it i know that it was very unpopular at the time how many x years ago it was mm. um so i was quite tempted by, by playing the new new version and i thought that i was listening to you talking about it last week and i kind of felt quite similar i have to say as a sound um the sound engineering is appalling yes whoever for a game that involves stealth and sneaking surely sound is a critical area that should work very well and it's just dreadful um i found it just as irritating as you did i couldn't work out someone was in the next room to me next to me uh, a different floor no idea um but it was it's okay I, I what i found is i've kind of got quite bored while playing it really uh, how far did you get through just without spoiling uh, it for people not that far. Oh, hang on, let me see. What's what does Steam tell me I played? Um, I don't think it's a couple of hours, a few oh, hours. Okay, right. So you, you haven't um, kind of. Uh, it's hard to sort of describe without doing any kind of spoilerific type stuff. I'm I'm in one of. The, I've just seen some old hag who's like who's <laughs> helps the helps the um, the homeless people or something like that, or she's the ch- chief homeless person. I don't know. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I guess for me, this it really does feel like a console game. Um, the even when I first moved around the that kind of starting room, you kind of searching stuff. The kind of motions you're pressing E, if you kind of lunging forward, almost making it a bit easier for you to get stuff. I, just, I don't know. I just found it. I've not enjoyed stealing anything. I found sneaking around really easy, but stealing stuff remarkably unentertaining. I found I found it a bit weird with with the stealth mechanic in the sense that apart from the sound design of it, which makes it, it I but I had the same problem with Deadly Shadows to be fair, um, where I would think I was hearing somebody right next to me, and then you mm-hmm. go you'd go around the whole map looking for this one person you'd forgotten, and then work out they're outside in the you know somewhere completely mad. Sure, I mean, but to be fair, Deadly Shadows is quite old now. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I'm guessing what eight ten, years old, plus six, ten, nine years old. Yeah. Um, so you kind of expected that. I just, I guess this feels like the quintessential console game, which I always moan about. Long cutscenes. I don't care what's going on. Um, I'm trying to endure them, so I don't go skip. See, I quite like I quite like cutscenes if they give decent exposition. I don't mind that, and the, the characters in it aren't that bad. I think the feel of it's very thief. I mean, some people have said that the city doesn't feel particularly thief. I think it's absolutely fine. I think it suits uh-huh. it. it. Reminds me a lot of, you know, the old thieves. 
Uh, I don't I understand no why they got rid of the factions, though. Um, I haven't really come across it. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. I know that you're quite a big fan, but mm. I haven't really got into that, that side of it. I mean, I'll probably keep playing it, but what I was finding was... I don't find it not tempting to play, but I did find myself... Okay, I'm bored of this, I'm finished. Um, mm. I have done now. Oh, yeah, okay. Or I'll buy bad luck, I get caught out um, uh, as not... Well, the voices have confused me. I've got caught out by a guard, and that's kind of screwed it because end up kind of having to run around in circles trying to avoid the attention. Oh, I, as soon as I'm spotted, I reload. That's... Well, exactly, that's exactly right. So it's, um, but it's okay. It's okay. It, I, I blagged a copy, so I'm not going to say too much. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine was about, I think it was just under 20 quid when I picked it up. But, I, you know, I think we're very sport. I mean, if I'd, if I'd have picked it up as a console game, I'd probably still have been happy with it. For me, it's it's that the universe is still good, that the world is still good. The stealth mechanic of actually moving around and stuff, I really enjoy. I, I was listening to a couple of other podcasts and people were talking about how it's dishonored, dishonored had ruined it because the blink mechanic was so just so great. And I'm completely the other way where I think Dishonored's worst the worst thing Dishonored did was give you access to a, a get out of jail free card almost with the blink. Um, um, I like the way they did it, but you know, you can't. I like the fact that Thief makes you look for ways of getting out of areas, or you know, you're trying sure. to look around the environment. The one thing I really wish they hadn't done is bring that focus in and that obvious yeah, signposting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that just as a concept because it means you have to do something and that that breaks you out of the game. It's not like it's always on, it's only on sometimes, and you press it. And at first, I didn't even realise at first that it actually was a bar. I just pressed it and I was like, okay, I can see. How... And it is exactly like Batman. Um, yeah. And in Batman, I kind of didn't like it either because it breaks the great atmosphere, the great, the great styling, the kind of art deco, gothic um, Batman environment. And you press the button, all you can see is the people's heart rates and everything else. And yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I tried I, to avoid I, using it. it. It got to the point where I was kind of like, I have to force myself not to use it because it's too easy. You you walk into an environment, the first thing I do is quickly ping on my focus, yeah. do a 360 of the room, and then turn it off again so I don't waste too much. And it highlights everything you can interact with, yeah. which it kind of defeats the object of Thief, which was you know you have to find your way and you have to look and you have to investigate the environments. What what's the point of investigating environments if it's a bit like the old point-and-click adventure games. You know when you used to have to get the mouse and you had to kind of go over every single pixel to try and find the, the one pixel that would allow you to interact with something? Old Thief was a bit like that. Where you had to be close to it before you'd see it sparkle. And this, you can now see things sparkle from, you know, 150 metres away, which is a bit daft. Yeah, and it also has this, I mean, a very bloated progression path thing. I it, that wasn't become very clear to you initially, and you're like, okay, so I can spend points in this, I can upgrade my stealth, and I, oh, well, I can see this person, they've got special um, lucky medallions. That yeah. That, I just I feel like bolt-on stuff that didn't need to be there. I'd rather it just kept it a bit purer. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that, you know, there's only a few of those. There's, there's quite a lot of options there where it's kind of like, um, if you... You know, do you want more arrows in your quiver? Yeah, okay, that's useful. And then it's like, do you want your broadhead arrows to do more damage? And it's like, hang on, this is supposed yeah. to be a thief game. This is not a combat game. I found that really weird, the fact that also there's two other options for it. I was thinking, well, so if I hit someone with an arrow in the head, surely that's just going to work, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> me doing massively more damage. The blackjack, if you hit somebody over the back of the head with a blackjack, 
they they go unconscious. But you can upgrade that so it does even more damage when you hit them over there. Well, how much more damage do you want to inflict? You know. Well, what I'm confused is the fact there was three of those settings. So you had the standard one. Mm-hmm. One does more damage. One does massive amount of more damage. Yeah. So do I hit twice to kill them <laughs> on the second one? It's every one with everyone is fatal. I tell I, you what, I'm, I'm also finding it. I think it's fatal for it's just, it's too easy. Um, and I've, you know, I'm not playing this in a kind of. Um, I'm not playing this on massive super lockdown hardcore. I'm kind of playing it on normal level. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Uh, I, I, I agree. It's fairly it's, yeah. it's fairly easy. I got the, the point I'm at. I've just had a look on my library. I've played eight hours. I'm about halfway through it. And I've got to this bit without spoiling it where I'm kind of I've, I've come to this huge safe and um, there's like this set piece where you're trapped in a room and there's loads of guards wandering around trying, and you've got to try and escape. And I think I tried it two or three times before working out that actually, because you've got this swoop mechanic which allows you to duck across light passages really, you know, quickly and easily without being seen. It's almost like your blink thing where it's a get out of jail free card. Yeah, except you can use it infinitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can you can get out of that that room just by going left, you know, and then doing a couple of swoops and you're out. And it's just mm. like okay. Well, that wasn't particularly difficult, and um, that's supposed to be, uh, you know, a real. That that was, you know, that's supposed to be you versus seven people, and a real kind of tricky thing to get out of. And I've played the same sort of thing in Splinter Cell, where I played in Blacklist. There's a bit where you also get kind of trapped, and um, you know what? It, that was much harder. I had to retry that nine or ten times to get out of that room and work out their patterns and work out how to take them down and all this and in Thief it was just like I'll just walk around the outside of the room and I'll just stick to the dark bit and I'm out and it's like okay I want it harder 33 hours I spent (laughs) in Deadly Shadows I'll stop it Clarky but I did I spent 33 hours in um, in Deadly Shadows on one playthrough I reckon I'll be done this in what probably another four or five hours if i'm because I, I do what i always do which is go around the entire environment trying to pick up everything you know that's that's less than half the playthrough time and certainly less than less than half the fun but you know for yeah. 20 quid yeah anyway well obviously i've we've I've kind of brought you down to my level of thief which is great um <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna move on from that and um i started i uh, re-downloaded again I talked about quite a few months ago um, when it was in the closed beta which was um, the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot mm-hmm. um, and at the same time as it came out on, to open beta it's also available on Steam which um, I'm not using I'm just using the standard uh, um, Ubisoft um, download downloader for it yeah it's okay um, so it's been a while since I played this so it's a bit strange Um obviously beta so things develop quite quickly and things go on one of the things i used to like about the original version of the game was how aggro mechanic worked and actually made it really good fun trying to deliberate deliberately make up massively complex aggro circles that would pull multiple packs if you could get it right and quite a cool hooks and they appear to have changed that and kind of made it a bit more vague about what your the aggro circles you don't you no longer group in packs of i think it was 20 standard and then 30, maybe 35 in the boss room, so you can have bigger groups together. It, they've kind of changed it so it's more about 
where they the visual area and each has got their own aggro group and but they kind of aggro together but they don't make it clear how that works and there's got this in the background calculation about the amount of monsters you've got so they've actually made it less clear about how, how aggro works um they have made it very clever cleverly made it so you have to validate your castle rather than just make a horrible castle and then go <laughs> good luck with that then yeah, well um, so you have to actually get through it yourself yes yeah yeah um, which is fine. I mean, do you set like a part time when you do that or something? Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I've been trying it. I mean, it's quite good fun. It's just for me, it lost some, some of the things I found compelling was the complex nature of the defenses. And it, it feels a little bit lost. It feels a little bit like they've made it so that everyone's a winner by making a way through the game, making way through a dungeon. Like getting through a dungeon is a default. I mean, I've had a few people fail at it. But I'm still baffled how they did. Um, because yeah, I find it ludicrously easy to beat the dungeons. Um, there's no no dungeon I've come across that's been any much of a challenge so far. Is that because um, no one's playing it? Don't know. I think there's been people around. I mean, I'm playing other people's dungeons. So I think they tend to only put up, um, uh, I would say live dungeons, but dungeons that have been interacted recently. Um, but it was a bit weird going back from playing the closed beta to everything I'd done had been refreshed. So none of my dungeon that was there before existed, and the thing that I'd got for the dungeon all gone. So starting from scratch again. Um, there, there, there's tweaks to how the defense level works as well, where you have to your your um, crystal, which basically is your defining point to mm-hmm. where every other rage, other upgrade you get for the, your dungeon. If that's the thing that gives your defense rating, which gives you your um, level of your dungeon itself so it doesn't really make it very clear well before it was based on how many monsters you had and how far you upgraded them you had to kind of balance that and that, again that's they've kind of simplified that maybe simple's better but it just feels a little bit more shallow now so i'm a kind of i don't feel compelled to play i don't feel excited about all oh, how many people my dungeon looted they've tried and failed to do it. it doesn't feel very exciting anymore so um i'll log in occasionally but i have to say Unless other people from the community can get on board with it and we can smash each other's dungeons to pieces, I don't think I'll bother. That's how I feel about it. I, don't know if, I, mean, I, I saw this way back in was it Eurogamer 2012, I think it was, when I first saw it. I can't remember. And it looked all right. And you got into it quite a lot, yeah. didn't you, last yeah. year? I did, yeah. You put quite a lot of time. So it's a bit disappointing, really. But I can't say I was surprised. Um, I mean, I played it and it was... I think the problem I could see with it was that um, it was almost maybe that's what they've tried to do. It was almost too obvious when you walked into a room what the traps were going to be. Um, sure. And when I tried user dungeons, you could kind of see this is where they're going to start laying down this trap, or I can see where they're going to do this. And obviously, there were tricks you mm-hmm. could use, like you were talking about, where you could um hide things behind walls so you get those aggro zones like you were talking yeah. about you could have that behind a wall so no one knew that you were gonna try and you know yeah. you couldn't see the, the the beast that was behind the wall or whatever but um i don't know it just wasn't for me it just didn't grab me but that's you know no surprise well, that's another thing they've done as well they appear to have limited the amount of um i tried to switch my dungeon so that you run run against the screen because that used to be a good way of manipulating the camera angle so it wasn't favourable. Mm-hmm. I did that, and it reset to normal. So I was like, <laughs> oh, right, mm-hmm. okay. Um, your traps also count towards your defence rating, so they're kind of... And, and this is... Actually, I forgot this. Man, I sound like I'm really unhappy about this now. Um, is your own traps can harm your own beasts. Um, which Friendly fires like, on. 
I was like, what? Because I couldn't work out that I had a, a cyclops in the middle of this kind of this pit of five flaming dragon head things that are going around in circles. I kept, every time I kept doing a dungeon, the, the, the cyclops <clears> was always on half health. I was like, why is his health not full? I realised that, oh my god, my own traps are damaging my beasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, that's fair enough. That's rubbish. Yeah, you know, if you put down a fire pit, it's one of the things that really annoys me with a lot of games is that you have like this friendly fire thing where it only affects you. You know, I just think, no way. If it's like in Diablo or something like that, if you throw a fireball or you, you have some magic and you, you're the mate you're going around with is stood in the way, damn right they should take some flack for that. I don't, I do that. No, they don't, they should. <laughs> Maybe if they make the ultra, ultra, ultra hardcore Diablo game, then, you know, that would be the case. Oh, that's rubbish because it means you don't get to set up a really kind of cool trap mechanic. Isn't it? It's making the defense bit, which is, I found way more interesting, mm-hmm. more shit. So You just have to plan it better, Beastie. <laughs> Just don't care. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. What else then, sir? So after Vimes, um, not Vimes, Clarky mentioned Plague Inc. Mm-hmm. and mentioned more importantly the, zomb- the zombie uh, modification for it. Um, I happened to kind of pop onto Steam and see that there's actually Plague Inc. evolved. So early access, for the in case you want to know Vimes. It's expensive uh, though, isn't it? It's about twelve quid. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> I don't stop you. It needs to be some kind of collector's £100 version, I think. Give me a free t-shirt and a digital soundtrack, and I'm on that. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Free plaguing socks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They should do condoms, plaguing condoms, so you don't get diseased. Oh, God. Um, Mouldy condoms. Nice. Nice, nice. I have to say the anyway the zombie addition to the um, iPad version is really good fun. I really like that. Um, hey. I, they've been quite quirky with it, and it's really nice get, spreading zombies uh, rig- rigorously through. And it kind of got me into playing the game generally, and I've kind of tried a few different um, modes with it. I have found, though, that the same technique works in every single infestation, which is just make it as non-lethal as possible, make it highly contagious, then make it yeah. lethal later. Works every exactly. single time. Which is a bit of a shame, because that should be a better balance. But try it's okay. cracking the difficulty up. Um, well, I don't care. I want the humans to die. <laughs> and I'll, on that note, because I guess it's such a great switch across, I'll move on to banished, talking about humans dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so nearly dropped on this. I, well, I, I just, I don't. Know, I fancy that kind of passive build. Build a place. That's exactly um, what I thought. I thought this I could do this, and then I just thought oh, I'm going to play this for two hours and never, ever, ever come back to it again. Um, it's how, the best way to describe it is is actually more like a roguelike as an adventure goes. It's more like something like Binding of Isaac or mm-hmm. um, Rogue Legacy or something like that, because invariably it will go to shit really quite quickly. Um, if you don't set about things in the right way. Mm. And there's already things that aren't very great. I mean, gathering um, food um, is a lot more effective than growing crops, which doesn't make a great deal of sense. Not really. Um, but it currently it's scaled. If you have gatherers around, brilliant. If you have crops, you no, no, not, it's basically... You're, it, it's really hard to predict the seasons as well. So... Let's kind of take it back. So what you start off with, you start with a group of families and a stockpile of stuff. And I don't know why you're banished at all, because there's no <laughs> reference to that in the slightest. Um, is it actually? Is that actually a plot point? Because I did wonder. There's no plot point. You literally start with a f- families, 
and different settings give you different accommodation, but you basically start building houses for them. They have a, they have a stockpile, they have a, um, um, a, a, a stock barn full of their foods and whatever else, mm-hmm. and you basically slowly build things, for, or instruct them to build things for themselves. You don't ever interact. It's more like um, black and white or something like that with how the they actually how you control them you say i'll oh, put a building there people go and build it um you instruct where where they go i oh, want that many people to be laborers that many people to be a hunter whatever it may be mm-hmm. um and it's very nice and very passive and it's very 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 slow if you play on the normal speed setting almost and certainly turn it up to 10 times speed just to give you an idea of how slow it is that 10 times speed is of no more endurance than one time speed really unless things go bad um, the first one I had, I really, I, I think I started lo- losing half of the families due to um, starvation. So I thought, okay, restart again. Okay, fine. Then a house caught fire, and I couldn't work a way of stopping that as it burnt down all the other houses. Um, <laughs> I later found out that a well helps put out the fire, but I was pretty certain I had a well anyway, so I, don't, I, I couldn't make anybody put fires out. So I don't know what I was meant to do with I that. Do, I do, from, from what I've seen, I've, I've watched a couple of Let's Plays on when I was sort of on that Do I, Don't I? And it's the kind of game I could probably watch for a little while. But I, I, I again, and I'd play it for about two hours and then I'd, I'd, everybody would die and then I'd never come back to it again. Um, it kind of, it teases you with this kind of you're going to micromanage everything, but then doesn't actually let you micromanage anything. So it sort of says, yes, you need to assign people to this and you need to assign people to that. Yeah. They, but then once you've assigned them to say, there's your gathering hut or there's your hunter's lodge, I don't get the, they, they kind of go off and automate and you yes. can't sort of say, go and do you know something else or respond to this alarm or anything like that. And all that's kind of AI. So yes. it's almost like a, a God game. But say something like The Sims, where you say, here's your bathroom, here's your kitchen, or mm-hmm. here's your bedroom, and you can sort of say, oh, look, this person needs a wee. I'm telling you to go to the toilet. It doesn't feel to me like you've got that kind of level of... No. Uh, maybe rock, but from what I've seen no. on, on various Let's Plays, it doesn't seem like that happens. You have more of a meta control of it, really, rather than a... So you kind of go, I, I need a labourer. Assign one. And then somebody will become a labourer, whoever that may be. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's it's quite fun. I mean, it was 14 quid or whatever, and it was quite nice to play something that's kind of a little bit different paced. From what I can... I have restarted about 10 times mm-hmm. um, because things have gone like this. has going to go very well. My, my current build now, because I read... Which is I don't really like because I haven't... You try things, and it's really hard to work out how efficient a thing is. So you've got um, hunters, and you've got foresters, and you've got gatherers and you've got herbalists and so forth and it's really hard to tell is this really working mm. i mean some stuff's like woodcutter you well you understand you've got you need so to make the sure feedback loop freeze. isn't really working out for some things it is constantly telling me oh you've run out of wood or something that's fine <laughs> okay. um but when it comes down to how much and maybe it's in the options but i had to look through this i thought the what i'd like to see is better click on a building and it tell me that Last year, it produced X amount of food. And then I can another building that produced Y amount of food and go, okay, mm, uh, for whatever reason, this isn't a good location or this was not a correct. I should put more people into um, looking after the, the cows in the field than they should do um, 
hunting for deer in the, in the in the woods that doesn't really give you that clarity so you're kind yeah. of i feel like i'm hitting and hoping a bit um uh, having said that I, i'm i'm I'm, com- I'm complaining but it's not like i haven't enjoyed it i just don't think i'll play it for a long time i think i'll kind of go in oh, i'll play this quite oh it's just quite calming uh, all they've all died oh well um come out of the game play some thief get bored of a cutscene, go back to play banished that's kind of my weekend how it went um but it's interesting enough um i i'd still like there to be an actual reason why they're banished and maybe there was some kind of another area that's interesting but mm, i don't think so yeah says the man who cares not about story <laughs> I, I honestly don't care about story but it'd be interesting to know why they're called bloody banished <laughs> well this is not called i think it's just a um, way of being a, a, a nice way of being able to say this is why they're in the middle of nowhere with a few supplies because they've basically been dumped there and they've been sent off yeah maybe 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 they're australians i don't know <laughs> okay uh, um uh last guy i was going to talk about i'm going to talk about it very briefly um it's purely because of an amusing scenario that happened um <laughs> so the mentioning well, I've got, you've got to mention Team Fortress 2 because it's so amazing. Um, but what was really weird, the other weekend um, I was playing on a public server, kind of one of my mates um, kind of logged in as well, and there was somebody talking. Um, I was thinking, oh, God, right, where's the mute button? Mm-hmm, you're right, uh-huh. And I realised that this guy was actually commentating on the game um, on the public server. So he was literally talking about everybody, what talking about how the setups were going and what is good and bad, and it was just quite amusing. So is he Twitch streaming or something? I don't know. He was at, he did actually post a link to his YouTube channel afterwards. Um, uh, I it was just it was really fun playing the game with somebody commentating <laughs> on what was going on. Um, oh God, I'd have a fit if someone did that with mine. Well, it was I mean. It, Okay, everyone knows I'm a fairly decent Team Fortress 2 player. Um, it was just quite amusing always being top of the leaderboard. They kind of the joint team I joined they were saying, "Oh, that these team don't stand a chance. They've kind of got they've been throttled every single time." And of course, I joined the team zero points, and I'm like third in the table by the end of the match. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened with blue team. They really turned it around. <laughs> and then in kind of kind of constantly hearing your name being mentioned when you're playing, or at least in terms of Beastie being mentioned, it was quite fun. I thought, God, I could. I could have this in all games. This would be way can, more Can you fun. hire him to sort of turn up to your... <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, your maybe. Guys are playing Battlefield tonight. Can you come and hook up? I did friend him on um, on Steam because I thought he was good fun. But um, I, I thought it was quite a nice touch. Um, definitely commentating on, on normal normal gaming rather than just competitive mm. 6v6 or uh, high-end lol. Um, and I guess because I'm in the category of Team Fortress 2, um, 600 hours of playtime... I'm kind of in that hardcore section where I found it quite interesting what other people were saying. How on earth have you found anything to talk about for an hour and a half? <laughs> Goodness only knows. Um, and the last thing I had, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, was um, I ordered a new PC. I now have my new PC. Mm. Oh, and it is lovely and shiny. It is lovely. It's uh, very much aperture science designed. Um it, it isn't as silent as my old Silent Beast, unfortunately. Um, but to be honest, it's really quite surprisingly um, stable with noise. So what I found is, because uh, Thief, I've cranked up all the settings, cracked all the AA up to 16 mm-hmm. and AF up to 16, everything on Ultra. 
and the fan noise difference is zero. It doesn't go from what is on the desktop and what is in that, no difference at all. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And um, I definitely noticed the fan spinning up um, on my old PC, which is, isn't surprising. I've got no intake fan. I've got no outtake fan. There's, there's not much air coming in. But yeah, I'm really nice. Um, it's got the i7 processor, the 16 gig of RAM, the fancy water cooling fluff they put on the CPU nowadays. And this. Mm-hmm. No, I went to this. I went to the site after you mentioned it on the last show and oh, yeah. uh, priced it up. Oh, did you? Foolish boy. <laughs> oh, you haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't bloody bought one. No. <laughs> yeah. I just looked at it. And then I thought, actually, I, I reckon I can come up with an easier way of making a quiet PC, and that's to stick my headphones on. Um, that's true. So I did that. No, it, it, it looked very impressive, and it, I did sort of browse the site for a good twenty minutes, just kind of going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then no. I have to say, um, I was very impressed with their service. They mm-hmm. were. Um, Go on, plug like, them up again. Who were they? Uh, they're called Utopia Computers. Um, but they were emailing you every day, let me know how things were going. Um, the, Did you get a discount for being a podcasting legend? I yeah. don't. I don't raise such things. Oh come on! You could have got ten percent off just for mentioning. To be fair, if they name. don't know his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, well there were there were my my my, uh, my work email address. They were asking questions about what I was uh, what I've worked on. That kind of always gets me things more complicated. Uh-huh. But no, I, I, they were really great. I mean, they were um, so. I'll, because I've got this the Aperture logo put on. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, oh, it's just the right orange. I don't think you like it. And they redid the logo for me, so I wasn't happy with the tone <laughs> I did. It's great. It's, it's just great. the right orange. See, I got it all excited, because you, when, you, when you mentioned on the on the, the podcast that they do, like, painted cases, mm-hmm. I, got, so I rushed to the website thinking, awesome, I can get Serenity or Firefly logos slammed all over it. I can yeah, get you can. Yeah. A picture of, you know firefly bursting through into you know oh i just thought that'd be awesome and then i went on there and it's like there no, you can have it white green blue red <laughs> i just thought no it's just not what i want i want a proper case with love you know they used to do some really nice case design mods when they used to do things like the um the star wars posters on the side you know the old 1970s star wars i used to have a pc with the um the original star wars kind of poster painted on the side uh, the one where Luke's sort of standing, standing astride, holding his lightsaber high, and yeah, there yeah, yeah, kind of sprawled at his feet, which is yes. disturbing when you actually work out their brother. And it, it was, Spoiler. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, but they do do. Like I said, I tried to kind of show off some of the things they could do with the, the paintwork, um, and um, I, I just felt that. I would hate it, really. <laughs> and I, so I, that's why I went for the... Oh, I thought for, you'd at least go for the kind of Bits and Pieces logo or something like that. Have you, you know, no. No. I just went for the Aperture Science logo on a, <laughs> on a, on a white PC. Um, no, I would say that they were they really good, and I was quite I was quite impressed with how they go, go about making games machines. And it, a lot more companies probably can learn quite a lot from just being a bit more responsive to the customers rather than just mm-hmm. churning out garbage um but no it's so i'm really pleased um i think they were quite the chat running is he was quite pleased with doing something different because they kind of get again you, you probably end up churning out loads of black boxes um but no it's i'm, I'm quite pleased how it's going cool. I'll obviously let, let people know how it um how it performs and but, when you're selling it which is normally what you end up we're probably a while away from that happening i would have thought <laughs> um 
and then it'll get passed down to you. So one of some one one of somebody to, on the podcast. Yeah. Then to then to Clarkie, then to Proton. It's just the way of way of it's like way the world. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 my gump, which has taken a lot longer than I anticipated. That's all right, you've been off for a couple of weeks. Clarky. What? Talk to me. <laughs> um well, after hearing everybody going on about this, I uh, picked up South Park, Stick of Truth. And this is blimey goodness, isn't it? And I picked it up on the PC too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a first in itself. Uh, <laughs> this game's fucking hilarious. <laughs> now I, I really want to kind of um, pick your brains on that as a as a thing because well, just, just think think of it as it, it's basically like playing one of the. Uh, older Final Fantasy games, but just in the style of it being a South episode of South Park. This is well, my, my question is more about um, South Park humour in itself, because I used to watch South Park when I was younger, and I haven't really watched it for ten years, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, about the same as me, then. I don't watch that. I haven't watched South Park since series... I don't know. It was probably when it first came out, I probably watched two or three series of it, and yeah, not particularly religiously. Uh, no, I, I... Same here. I watched the first series and the movie, and that was about it. I haven't even watched it in years. It does now, make me want to go back and watch the rest of them, though. Cause it's... Oh, absolutely. But it, it, that's not affecting the enjoyment of this? Is no, that... at all. I mean, we're, no. I think we're missing out on stuff. There's obviously a lot of interest. So, for example, um, you can go into like the characters' uh, bedrooms and look in their closets, and it presents you with a kind of still shot of their closet. And there's obviously items in that closet. That if you're a fan of South Park, you go, oh, I remember that from that episode, or I remember that from that episode, or something like that. Um, which, you know, I, I was looking at, like, going to the house you kind of not start in, but the first house you kind of go to is Cartman. So you go up into his bedroom and you'll see things that you will relate to Cartman having, even in the, the limited experience and exposure I have of South yeah. Park. And you open the closet and you can see a couple of things. You think, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Um, okay, but there's lots of things, you know. So there are lots of little in jokes that you will miss, but I haven't noticed missed. Do you know what I mean? There's no jokes that fall flat because I haven't seen the show or anything like that. It's bloody funny. And did, did you uh, did, did you run straight into the bathroom and use the toilet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did. That that atom makes an absolute X. There, there <laughs> so, are lots. There are lots of little. Almost, they're almost Easter eggy in, the, in that kind of in the kind of way. I mean, the whole game is an episode of South Park, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it looks, you know, people have said this all over the place. It looks like South Park. It, you walk around like it is South Park. The um, the way it's designed is brilliant. Um, I'm about I can't know, five or six hours through it, something like that. Um, well, I, I've only played it for a couple of hours because. Uh, I was laughing quite a lot, especially when the uh, <laughs> the uh, choose your character skill selection bit came up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there are, and it's just difficult because you can't really. There's like a thread on the forum, and people are having to kind of just give you the first opening line because they don't want to kind of ruin the, you know. Yeah, your uh, well, well, we we can surely mention that your uh, choice of classes are thief, warrior, mage, and Jew. Yeah. Well, I obviously went for Thief, but, you know. Oh, but there, I, I, there's lovely little touch. So, you know, you, you'll always get Cartman's commentary. So he goes to Thief and he goes, hmm, a white thief. I haven't heard that one before. You know, so <laughs> it's got that South Park crude humour, which, you know, if you're easily offended, no, you walk away from this game because it's just not going to be for you. But it is, um, it's, it's just bloody funny. 
Um, oh, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to work out whether or not I... Because it's not cheap. It's quite a high price for £39.99. Mm-hmm. 39. 39. As I thought it was 39 Yeah, you go to somewhere like um, Games Keys Now or something like that, you can pick mm-hmm. it up for... I can't remember. I think I picked it up for 25 I can't remember. Yeah. Um, about that. And it's, you know... I don't... Okay, this is I don't like JRPGs. Um, no, I don't no, I'm not like the battle that. systems. I don't like, you know, Nino Kuni. I love the whole story, kind of the look of it. But you get into a battle screen, and I'm like, there. But this is just, it's just funny the way it does the battle screens. Um, <laughs> it's dumbed down a bit, so it's not like as deep as Final Fantasy or anything like that. But you know, it, it's almost like a basic rock paper scissors thing. So you know, if somebody's in a certain stance it means you can't use your melee weapon so you use your ranged weapon or you can use like for thief you get things like backstab or you can get a mugging so you can you can sneak up behind someone stun them and then also nick an item off them so you might you might stun them nick an item which allows you to boost your power points up again um and they're then out for a couple of rounds so you can keep hitting them and doing damage while they're still so but it's it's for me it's really simple and i like really simple because uh, I can just about cope with it. The stun move, awesome in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Now, now, can is there development of your characters? Do they look different? Do you get different? Yeah, you, mystic, you, mystical hat of something rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. you, you can completely decide what your character looks like. Obviously, within the cam- confines of the choices you're presented with. So you, you've got a character creator at the beginning of the game. Um, okay. So, you, you know, you try. I tried to make mine look like a a forty, you know, a twelve year old version of me used to look. <laughs> um, it had hair, put it that way. Goodness um, me! Yeah, I know. Quite a lot. Well, I, I'm alright because I've already managed to pick up uh, Evil Cartman's goatee, so yeah, I've got quite a good one going. But it's you know, and as you go through it, it's the the unlocks are really good. So. Uh, you know, you might find you'll find various different haircuts. You'll find different outfits. Your your armor is is brilliant. You know, your weapons are kind of like you know, my dagger. The first dagger I got was literally two pieces of wood tied together. You know, it's oh, that okay. it's that kind of. It's not taking itself seriously. Yeah, you know, the the whole story is based around. But certainly, as far as I've got, the whole story is based around. Um, uh, Cartman is heading up the humans in their fight to retain the stick of truth against an epic battle against the elves who are, you know, it's basically gang war, you know, with the little kids in South Park and some of them are on the elf side, some of them are on the human side and you just go around the neighborhood and beat the shit out of the little kids. And it's great fun. Um, you know, and I'm sure it's going to get wider because at the moment it's, it's no spoiler to say this, but I've just been abducted anally probed and then dumped back down into my bed again um so well, it's, yeah, it's that, that, that that is a bonus of all in the pc version there are a few scenes which aren't edited out as they are in the console one yeah and it's, it's, it's yeah you know there's been a lot of talk about that and it's only about 20 seconds worth of scene that's being cut um from the kind of the console versions or you know whatever yeah, but, but to be honest if that was in a film i'll be equally disparaging of it i just think it's unnecessary i mean yeah, why just, why it's just I mean, another I, reason to go pc we have a ratings board anyway in every well, they, country they, in it Europe. wasn't the ratings board that made them take it out well no but my point is we have a ratings board so let them gauge what the rating should be mm-hmm. um i work with those guys um for ratings and i'm thinking well 
well, if they say it's a 15, a 16, a 18, whatever, well, that's what it is. And then the console um, manufacturers should abide to that. But mm. silly. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it's, it's you know, I, I'm not a South Park fan um, at all, really. But it's it's making me kind of want to go and watch all the South Park episodes. Cause Which I'm sure I'm sure they've tried to do that as well. I'm sure that's been absolutely, yeah. but they've just done it in a nice way without. Well, th- it's got this, a certain charm to it. This is a kind of plus point for me because I can probably count on one hand the amount. I know we get these wonderful, you know, adventure-filled, sometimes sad adrenaline ones games that make your adrenaline rush but you very rarely get a game that makes you like laugh. genuinely laugh out loud Belly laugh. Mm. you know i almost yeah. woke my daughter up last night because i was just there was one i'm not <laughs> going to say what it was but i was literally in fits just laughing at the screen and of course it comes even worse because i was sitting in the lounge playing this through my telly with my headphones on so you can't hear anything all you hear is me every couple of minutes bursting out laughing laughing like a fool well laughing like a drain yeah literally because there's just some bits some bits you have a little quiet snicker snicker you know <laughs> that's funny and other bits you're just like oh my god you know and it's just that's really good it's really good um, it is well, you've done what i was hoping to do is going to um tease me enough to think okay, oh maybe i'll pick this up yeah, well, then you can come back on the show and tell us how wrong we are and how you hate it. Listen, yeah. listen, it is the stick of truth, after all. <laughs> look at him, he's ordering it right now. Ah, uh, but he is. No, I'm not, I had a look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I also picked up, because I am a sucker for uh, JRPGs, unfortunately, I, I picked up the sort of semi-remake of Final Fantasy VI on, uh, on the iPad. Okay. Which, uh, of course, anybody who's in the know will realise this is the best of the Final Fantasy games. I thought that was nine. No. Just picking a number at random so I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, well, it's, no, it's popularist answer is probably Final Fantasy VII, I would have thought. Yeah, but that's yeah. people who don't know what they're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like that's I said, Shinardos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, I have very fond memories of this game and now I have uh, wonderful HD fond memories. They have uh, kind of upgraded the graphics a little bit, not sort of terribly in 3D rendered them or anything. It's still sort of uh, exactly the same viewpoint. They've just kind of given it a, a, nice, uh, a nice clean colour palette swap and uh, looks very sharp and everything. Yeah. Um, and anybody, uh, anybody who doesn't know more about this game obviously deserves to be shot. Yeah. How much was it? Um sufficient really is it, yeah, like, uh, is it like uh, a 10 uh, a game uh, or something yes oh, which is generally unheard of for me uh, especially on, on, a, on, on a tablet device yes but uh, considering I have a copy of it on the Vita as well <laughs> that, that, that's primitive law death you know <sighs> we want shiny we want new uh, but no, for, for any Final Fantasy fans if you want the uh, if you want the best one and you want it looking better pick it up and yeah, please come on confessional time no well uh, I, I'm kind of mentioning this just to get it out in the air um, I finally gave in to Yoda and Rich's uh, pandering and yeah well demands and uh, joined them for a game of Warframe okay well I'm not going to say anything Clarky uh, you're shaking your head <laughs> this is uh, I, I don't know why they get so excited over it <laughs> It's, they have a dojo. It, it, I, I, 
you just run around and nothing happens you get swarmed by enemies for a few seconds and then nothing happens again and you know it doesn't exactly look amazing mm. um, your characters do look at well they just look bizarre I mean Yoda's amazing tenor or whatever they're called kind of like a uh, futurist well yeah well you funny you should say that it did look like a nice spangly futuristic looking princess <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, this really didn't impress me. I mean, it, it just reminded me of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which uh, Mass Effect did far better than this. I'm sorry, Yoda. Shad. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. When uh, you were talking about it, it was like last week, uh, my great view of yeah, I, I don't understand. I, mean, I remember the guys probably last year to try it out, and I played like. This is rubbish. I don't. I just don't understand. There are better freemium games out oh there. Oh my I just, god! And I don't but, get it. And it, what makes me laugh is, and I, I'll just mention it just purely because it is a really high quality game. Is Team Fortress Two is a free game, and he still hasn't played that. And I'm like, why the fuck haven't you played Team Fortress Two? Like, play that. That's so no much dojos. better than this. No dojos. Oh, yeah. No. I'm. See, the consensus is that apart from Yoda, Warframe is not a popular bunny in the. Uh, Bits and pieces camp. No, I just I. It did. I it, it did redeem itself in the end after I finished playing. It freed up some space on my hard drive after I <laughs> That is it. true. <laughs> that is a, a secret benefit. A bit like getting your expenses paid or something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apologies, Yoda. You'll, you'll probably jump to his defence next week when I won't be here. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Um, Failing the only game I thought I'd finish in February was uh, Dead Space 3, which seems to have died a death now. Uh, He's found his Warframe. He's found well, his well that was it. Me, me, me and Yoda started this up again in, uh, yeah, in I earnest. I warned you. I warned in, you. In earnest last week. We played it for about an hour. And then uh, Rich, Rich jumped into the TeamSpeak channel, and uh, lo and behold, 10 minutes later, excuses were made, and uh, we weren't uh, playing Dead Space This is 3 what anymore. happens, you see, when you betray people, Clarky. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is you're a, 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 a jilted Warframe widow, yes. and that's really what you hate. Warframe widow. <laughs> I'm so getting a t-shirt with that on. Do, do you fancy a runter on Dead Space Three? You can fuck off. <laughs> I can, I can, I can definitely make your Warframe widow logo, uh, Clarkies. You can get that made as a oh, tattoo. Oh, we're gonna have to have that done. Or Marvelous. a pair of pants or something. Well, nobody loves no. it if you put it on his pants. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about uh, me for this week. Well, that's, quite, that's quite an epic epic load of games there. I'm not going to talk about anything because the only games I've played all week, I played Thief uh, with the absolute conviction that I was going to finish it uh, in a week. I thought I'd get it done, get it dusted, because there's lots of other games coming out that I'm looking forward to. And then South Park came out and I caved on that and ended up spending all weekend playing that. So... Um, yeah, and we've already spoken about them. So on to releases. Um, yeah. And what a what a wonderful batch of releases we have. There's actually a, a game someone's heard of this week and everything. Yes. So March 11th. Who put this these is, up here? I did. Right. So this is going to talk us through the releases. Brilliant. Why <laughs> <laughs> like um, get out of jail free cards? Because so, I have no idea what these are. Uh, the, on the 11th, so that is... Well, actually, when you listen to this, maybe. Um, 1954 Alcatraz. I can safely say I have nothing, no information on this game whatsoever, and I'm pretty certain... You know fact, we're going to get slated for not having, you know, done our research in this version. Um, 
the cover the, uh, looks cool. Yeah, the box listen, art looks nice. Listen, I try to make sure that I don't just play League of Legends and that I mm-hmm. um, I, I oh, play games that people might actually like. Um, Meow, have heard of. Um, but I think more important, the fact it's coming out just two days before, on the 13th of March, Titanfall probably suggests that it's not a massive hitter. Do you think that might seal its fate slightly? Probably. Probably. Um, oh, I mean, interestingly, okay. there's been some... I mean, just kind of loosely on Titanfall, there was... Um, I think they confirmed that Xbox One version is the mysterious 792p resolution. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Uh, hang on. I actually quite like the look of this Alcatraz. Oh, do you? God. It's a point and click. Oh, fuck off. Oh, okay, but confirm we're moving over it then. Brilliant. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Metacritic's not being so kind, but... Um, hmm. Okay. Actually. This makes for great podcasting vibes. Well, anyway, Beastie, carry on. Um, I, I mean... What are we talking I don't about? Know, I, Titanfall. Oh. Which that in, on the 13th. In, in 792. Possibly the most expensive video game I've bought on a PC for a long time. Since the Diablo. Titanfall. Hmm. What, how much did you pay for it? I can't remember. <laughs> you do remember. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. What did you? Why? What you, I can't remember. What, it's you about done thirty quid. I picked up about twenty-five pounds. Yeah, it's and what, about. And what about the version you bought with the free Titan Four statue or whatever? Yeah, the big statue in the. Oh, the, did you? Is that what you bought? No, I did not buy it. <laughs> no, I didn't buy it. It's on higher purchase. No, <laughs> <laughs> there was no T-shirt or soundtrack with it, so I just no, it wasn't worth the money. No, absolutely not. Um, well, I'm not they, even sure quite why I bought it. I just. Yeah. It's it's really in some of the reviews it's getting some it's early door reviews are kind of eight and a halves and nines out of ten that's what I've seen so far mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a little bit frustrated with the kind of process of how reviews have worked for Titanfall They're, I mean I see that Eurogamer have done they did their beta review today mm-hmm. they did their review not launch review, review. Launch no no review. not no their launch only review with no score so they review it later I'm like. How many bikes well, for no, cherry one game get? Yeah. Well, because what happened was uh, Respawn held a two-day kind of review period where sure. members of the press could go and play Titanfall for two days. But it was, you know, it's behind closed doors. It's in a perfected LAN environment or whatever you want to call it. Um, and as we all know, anybody here who's played Battlefield in the last year, EA fuck up servers. And that's why quite a lot of sites are now saying, you know what? The game might be great, but if the server infrastructure isn't there, it's going to balls it up entirely. So a lot of sites have just said, we're not going to review this. We'll give you our impressions, but we're going to wait until after the launch is gone um, before we can give you our impressions of the actual, you know, before we can give you a review score. Um, I'm in two months, because what does that mean? Does that mean every time they do a patch, you're going to rescore it? I don't know. I mean, it feels like a... a, um... A game that's getting quite a lot of attention is getting additional attention, and I just find that like <laughs> it, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't be that. I have fun in it, but the hyper in this game is really ridiculous. <laughs> Frankly, it's completely unnecessary for what it is. Um, it's a multiplayer-only shooter that costs a lot of money for what it is, and invariably, I have some kind of expensive DLC along, along the route way and. Season costume. pass. I don't think the season pass is too 
bad. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was about it's 20 quid. I think it was about 20 quid, yeah. Mm. Which isn't too bad as far as season passes go. They've, they've been known to be a lot, lot worse. Um, but... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit cynical about those kind of content releases anyway, because I feel that... You don't um, know what you're getting. Well, no, you don't know what you're getting, but more importantly... Is that already in the game, and you've decided that you're going to lock it out so we can charge ourselves later? And that's when you're paying the kind of money you're paying. If, you, if okay, if it's like sub twenty pounds as a standard kind of SRP, mm. okay, fine. When you're charging forty five pounds from Origin, well, surely that's the premium pack purchase. Yeah, that that must be the premium version. Yeah, yeah. premium. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think that's a little bit cheeky. But you know what? I I I bought my my um my Pikey code from a scratch off site and um <laughs> that's that's how I'll, how i'll play it and we'll see how it goes i just i i don't think there's longevity here i think there'll be it'll be good fun and people talking playing it for a month but i think it'll start to fade that's away kind of quickly. to be fair apart from apart from something like battlefield that's how i tend to approach most multiplayer games now it, because okay. because gaming's become like that you know it's gone are the days when you know you rush home with your copy of, you know, I don't know, whatever, Time Splitters, and that's the only game you were going to play for the next three months because that's A, all mm. you could afford, you know, and, and B, the only decent game that was coming out at that quarter or something. Now it's like you're so, there's so many games that you you have to capture that person's interest for a certain amount of time before everybody else moves on. Um, and Titanfall might be like that, or it might be one that sticks around for a bit longer. Um but it's worth the 25, 30 quid just for a kind of month's worth of having a laugh, really. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, I guess the difference was then you knew you were getting a single-player campaign, and I think I'd definitely be more favourable if there was an uh, interesting single-player campaign. I don't really give a monkeys about the campaign. Um, well, I know they're that's... trying to do funny things with it and do, you know, multiplayer campaign modes and stuff. I don't really give a... It's, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> and I'm paying for that, you know. Yeah, I, I mean... For the money you're paying, I do care. <laughs> but it's strange, it's, it's strange, there's, there's a strange dichotomy where you can turn around and, and slate again. Not that you are saying, I'm just saying, you know, there have been other sites that sort of said, oh, it hasn't even got a single player campaign. And you can moan about the fact that there's a multiplayer only game that doesn't have a single player bit. But actually, when you get a single player game that then has a tacked on multiplayer, everyone's up in arms about it. Uh, no, don't get me wrong, I agree with that. Um, I think I think it really annoys me when I when like Bioshock did it and kind of put this bullshit multiplayer nonsense that no one played. Um, Especially which, when they put it in as DLC for your season pass. <laughs> oh hell yeah, that as well. Um, but I don't know. I just it Titanfall feels like a game that could have a single player campaign very very easily, and that I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll see what they what they change from um, from the beta side and. We'll see what EA do to fuck it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That shouldn't be too difficult, to, really, yeah. should it? Um, but anyway, moving on to the last couple of releases on the 14th of March, um, Darksiders and Red Faction Collection. Um, I mean, I'm not excited. Um, no, I, I think I've picked <laughs> these up for about. I think I've got all of those for the, about five quid in various humble bundles and Steam sales. Is, oh, is there okay. anything extra included? Um, okay, means I've actually got to click on the link. Stuff. Um, Apologies. Uh, no, it's, it's it's just the usual, no, isn't it? No, Chuff. I think it's just it's yeah. But it's game plus DLC. Plus, yeah, exactly. I tell you yeah. what, I did did order though that surprised me slightly. Although it's not out yet, and it won't be coming to PC anyway. 
um, I pre-ordered um, Ground Zeroes, Metal Gear Solid, Ground Zeroes. Oh, okay. That two-hour-long game. Yeah. Like I've, I've spent more on less. Let's be honest. That's very true. <laughs> um, I don't actually know why. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just extremely worried about somebody, you know, review saying a Metal Gear game's two hours in length. Now, given the it's amount not, of though, I mean, cut, cut scenes you get in those games. No, you get you get two cut scenes in the main game, one at the beginning, one at the end, and the rest of it is just this playthrough. You could finish it in 17 minutes, apparently, if you, uh, you know, one of the playtesters has finished the, the, the main campaign, if you like, in about 17 minutes. Wow. But I think that the whole point of the game in many ways is to explore your environment find different ways of doing things and also the main campaign the ground zeroes campaign once you finish that it unlocks four extra missions which are of about equal le- you know they can do them in about 45 minutes to an hour each so you're actually talking about another eight hours maybe of game time there uh, plus the replayability thing and it just i don't know why i've tried to play metal gear games in the past obviously i haven't played metal gear solid 2 and whatever and that's fine, but I tried to play Metal Gear Solid 4 and wasn't hugely impressed. I don't think I made it very far because of what you say, cutscene after cutscene. I think I played it for three hours and got 20 minutes gameplay. And, uh, you know, I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it was. Um, so I had no interest in that at all. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't actually know why I pre-ordered it. But there we go. I have anyway. So, hey. Free hell? T-shirt. Mug. No, there were no T-shirts or anything, man. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I just thought, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to stop myself from falling off the edge of my seat with excitement. There's, there's my confessional. <laughs> right, gentlemen. If that's all the gaming goodness we've got, um, we might as well crack through onto any other media things you've been up to, film, books, etc. Um, I'm really easy this week because the only thing I've watched all week are, are, are Castle episodes. And uh, nobody wants me hits, <laughs> wants to hear me wax lyrical about Nathan Fillion anymore. Apparently, so what, what, what's what's happening in the latest series? Someone dies at the start. He makes a few cutting jabs. Goes home. His daughter gives him a really good idea that then helps him solve the mystery. You just you are so behind it, you muppet. His daughter's left. He's gone to All right. college. All right, get, who gives, get with it, the program, Mofo. It, it, who does he sort of hear from the sidelines that manages to solve the crime for him? No, then, I don't though? know where you get this idea from. It's not, he doesn't hear from the sidelines or anything but, like that. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy watching it. It's just... Coming it, here with your Nathan Fillion hatred. It, it just seems to follow exactly the same kind of It's just the line. same as Murder, She Wrote or any of those sort of... It's a, it's a procedural... <laughs> it, every episode is basically the same. Um, you, you know... You get a cast of characters, and you kind of have to look at it and you go, okay, which which one of these these characters um, has had the least screen time in the in, in the initial interviewing sure. session? Because it's going to be that one. Has has the least motive. Yeah, um, and it'll be that one. Yeah, that, I agree. That's, that's all you need to do. You know, you have. Is, yeah, I've had this problem with a lot of these detective shows. I mean, um, the girlfriend watches them all the time, and they end up being always the same. So I'm guessing, like, it must be that person. What reason? I don't know. Because they don't, them before. There's, there's, there appears to be no reason for them to kill the person. <laughs> yeah. So invariably, that will yeah. come out in the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. They, they instantly dismissed him at the start, which means it's him. Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah. first if you're the first person they come to to accuse, you're all right. You know, it's just... It's, but, that you know, it's it's easy watching and it's, you know, at the moment I'm absolutely knackered half the time and it's just like you can sit down, put an episode or two. I watched four episodes last night, for fuck's sake, because I couldn't be asked to get off the telly, off what? the sofa. So, 
I could have been playing South Park. <laughs> True. But um, yeah, that's so that's boring. that's pretty much all I've been watching. Um, over the um, little snippet for the fellow Firefly fans out there, Gina Torres was in the latest episode of Castle, so I just yeah, not the latest episode I watched. So it's nice uh, to see that happen. I would ask who that is, but I don't think it will help the operation. No, just move on, Beastie. <laughs> in fact, Beastie, you might as well kick on. I will save us. Um, the Walking Dead, um, which I better watch today, I think, as well. The next episode. Um, are you up? You up to, I see you've got it down. Uh, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, um, last week's episode, I did think of comic book guy wearing a t-shirt called saying "Worst Episode Ever" was uh, did come to mind. Even I knew it was the worst episode ever because Twitter was full of people saying "Worst Episode Ever." I really, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, they, they, this they seem to have just gotten into this habit of. Uh, it's sort of now now that's what happened at the prison's gone down and they're kind of all separated the, the, the seemingly just using that as an excuse for a little bit of story development until the uh, read the comic watch oh. the TV series I don't read the comic the comics, comics requires effort and, and correct oh indeed uh, so yeah the last week's episode was a little bit disappointing yeah it was I'm hoping they've uh, up the ante and make it a bit more nasty but I don't know We'll see. They had to get out of prison. That's happened, but oh man, yeah. core. I really don't care about the like, stories yeah. of these people. Get on with it. Yeah. Then why are you still watching it? There's one episode. Because it's got zombies in it. And it's got zombies in it. It's our Nathan Fillion. Yeah, exactly. Zombies it's, it's, are your Nathan Fillion. It's, it's real men's Nathan Fillion. Brilliant. <laughs> Rotten um, flesh, desiccated teeth. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And crunch. Um, so. Outside of Walking Dead, um, continuing watching the incredibly great Inside Number Nine. Um, the fifth episode was a very kind of Edgar Allan Poe style. I found really good fun. It's made up for the rubbishness of episode four. Um, still highly recommend the show um, for people. If you haven't seen it, catch up on iPlayer. It's, it's really good fun. Really, each one's completely independent. It's a twenty-five minute story in itself. And it's quite nice having a little bit of kind of comedy, darkness, very League of Gentlemen-y as well, which is, of course, amazing. I can't uh, believe I've still not watched this. I, buffoonery is what it is. I, I want to see the first eight. Sorry. That, that stunned silence of horror. Worst joke ever. But no, I do recommend, recommend checking this out. Obviously, free and I player, so do it. Um, then there's something else I watched and this is quite a departure from what I normally partake in um, um, I'm going to take a guess, is this anime? yes it is I thought it was I'm interested in this one because I've heard a lot about this one well that's what I've so the, the, the showing question is Attack on Titan and I've seen articles on gaming sites about it, and there's a video game coming out there's books, there's the TV show which is what I watched Um there's a lot of buzz around this. It appears to be the, the kind of the hottest thing coming out of Japan in the last year of in the anime circuit. And when I was a teenager, I used to watch quite a lot of this stuff. But oh, yes. it's kind of oh yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm kind of not say grow out of it. Just kind of it's often a lot of work for a very bizarre story that sometimes doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few greats there, but I wouldn't try to think. I thought, well, I'll just check this out. So. Um, Attack on Titan are 25 episodes, which I tried to find 
find out where I could buy them from. When on Amazon found that I, I only could import a US DVD for like £50 or something. Can you get it on, uh, what's it, Crunchyroll? Well, that's when I discovered Crunchyroll. Hey! <laughs> um, which is a free or premium um, streaming service where you can watch stuff with adverts. Um, really? Which Tell instantly... Me more instantly meant that after watching the episodes with adverts that I signed up for the 14-day trial of the premium service. Do I need to um, go and grab my iPad? You might. It's on the... Is you can get the... Is, there's a PlayStation app as well, so you could watch it through your PlayStation. There? Yeah, I believe I there is. I couldn't, couldn't see it. Okay, Certainly I'm, one in the American one. I'm, not, I'm sure there must be one in the... the, the okay. Um, it to the UK, so I started... Yeah. Anyway, so I started boshing back episodes of this. Um, quite intriguing early on. I was like, oh, this is quite, this is quite interesting. Um, what's really surprising is how short the episodes are because they're about 23 minutes long Mm -hmm. but there's always about a minute of blurb maybe two minutes of blurb at the beginning about what happened previously (laughs) a minute of of credits well no I mean mean, I don't have an issue with story I just don't have if I play a video game I want to play gameplay I don't want to sit there watching a cutscene don't care um, and uh, there's a lot you get about 18 minutes an episode of content uh, and it started really quite interestingly and I was quite enjoying it I thought this is quite compelling and I'm about probably 17 episodes in something mm-hmm. like that 15 episodes in now I have 25 um, yeah. and it's just so slow so 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 slow um, it you're, you're, the story seems really quite fast and it just slows down so much that each episode will tease the next episode or enough that, oh, what's going to happen? And that will get barely covered and then nothing will happen. And then another carrot will leap into the next episode. And working with a friend of mine is um, uh, kind of big into kind of Japanese um, culture and he said, that's the new thing with the the, the anime series. And of course, I haven't watched anything for like 10 years properly. I was like, oh, this is so frustrating. Um, it is quite compelling, but things are escalating in those kind of um, anime way where it's just going to go getting more and more ridiculous. More just, and more. Sorry, I've just gone onto the Crunchyroll website. Okay. <laughs> Some of the titles released. Oh, just... they are brilliant. <laughs> Recently, my sister is unusual. Nice. <laughs> That was reminding me. There was a fantastic article on Kotaku about um, a Japanese to English translation booklet. Um, okay. and they did have some amazing, amazing oh, quotes. Don't, don't, don't get me started on this. Part of my job involves translating um, badly written Chinglish installation instructions into proper <laughs> English. Oh, I want to watch Wizard Barristers. That sounds awesome. Or the Bottom Biting Bug. <laughs> Oh, so you, it is it's power powerful stuff i'm all over this um so it's a, there's some choice little um <laughs> golden time that sounds great stop it <laughs> i bet they've got those on there they? the pilot's love song squid girl mm-hmm. wow. you've just here's opened it. my eyes beastie thank you for wow. that you're welcome um <laughs> i have to say this is a fantastic this fantastic um English to Japanese translation, the common word or phrase, stamp with blood. And the <laughs> the appropriate sentence is, I'm sorry, Mr. Postman, I can't find my personal seal. Can I just stamp, uh, stamp it with my blood? Um, <laughs> I want to try this out. I'll, I'll have a look and see where they've got... Um, 
Yeah, and there's Attack on Titan, but they've got a fair few. I used to watch, they used to do um, anime, like, I think it, was, it must have been Channel 4 at the time, like late night, when you got back in from clubbing, um, there was there was one, I can't remember what it, even what it was about now, but there's one that just seemed to go on for fucking eight. It went on longer than the Mysterious Cities of Gold, I'm sure. <laughs> it was that long, you know. But, ooh, Golden Time looks quite good. Mm. Okay. I see, we've, we've ruined you. Mm. I, I think we should. Her. I think we. Oh, Clarky, please save us. Um, I, w- I watched the first part of the Top Gear special yesterday. <laughs> it was great. It I was. haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> the, the, my my only problem is that I'd, I'd kind of I'd prefer that they maybe just left the show for the odd special now because uh, well, as funny as it is, just some of the situations they get into are a little bit obviously manufactured now, aren't they? Mm. Manufactured. Um, but yeah, it, 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 this is just your usual Top Gear humour. I, I did really enjoy it. They're uh, this time uh, crossing, well, t- taking the route of the uh, bridge over the River Kwai book or something, aren't they, through yeah. Burma and Vietnam. Uh, and apparently they're going to have to build a bridge at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll, I mean, I've been watching. I've caught a couple of the episodes of the latest series, and it's. You do kind of wonder how long they're going to be able to keep, the same format. Yeah, they, they, I mean, but they've been doing it for fucking ten years. Well, that's true. So. It, it's just I was disappointed with the uh, the Indian special they did. Just it, half of the scrapes they got into in that were quite blatantly. Uh, pre-planned the th- yeah. yeah the thing on the train with the sign tearing and saying yeah. something rude and everything mm. but uh, yeah I, I mean it, it's still enjoyable I just prefer that they leave it to uh, leave it to specials although I, I do enjoy the uh, the kind of <laughs> childish humour the, the five-legged horse was amusing I can imagine. <laughs> I have to say that those horses did not seem adequately sized for those. No, animals. absolutely not. They were like toys. <laughs> it was quite. A, I felt so sorry for the horses. <laughs> a big lump like Jeremy Clarkson comes sitting there. The, the horse that's yeah. happily easily smaller than him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not. That's not good. Can you explain the last one? Uh, well, funnily enough, fans, I can't even remember what I put for the last one since you've changed it to one night I haven't in China. It. it wasn't me. I didn't change it. Beast, eh? It, you know, it wasn't me because if I was doing a thing, I'd, I'd correct all the bad and the spelling. Your... I thought yeah. this was this was going to be like one night in Paris or something. Does anyone remember <laughs> what was actually written there? I don't know. You've written one night in China. I didn't write one. I just night assumed China was another sort of hotel. Your daughter getting it. Right up between her, you know. You I figured that's what it was. Get quieter as you're aware, Mrs. Snaps with an ear shot. Second, you know, second in the series, or probably more actually, probably by now with the Kardashians going at it and all. So you don't know what that is. Uh, absolutely then no let's idea. Move on swiftly before this turns, we could. Oh, there's another podcast opening. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's move swiftly into the news. Yeah. This this is going to be really swift. Because, <laughs> because wow, there's quite a, well. This thing is, there's quite a lot, but it's all very consolely and very yeah. sort of like you know, new people and that's coming. And stopped at, us when. Yeah, well, there is that, but you know, <laughs> new people coming in at Microsoft and um, you know Henning leaving Naughty Dog and stuff. But as far as PC stuff goes, mm, not so much. But Dark Souls Two's got a release date, so that's all right. So that's, that's going to okay. be coming to us on the 25th of April, which is okay, admittedly. What a month after the console versions come out? 
Yeah. But, you know, we're going to get a better experience because it's going to be better. It's got more peas. Didn't they... Terrifying. Didn't they like fuck up the? PC Do not mention before? the PC port of the original. No, <laughs> the, yeah, okay. Souls admittedly, the, the original PC port of Dark Souls wasn't great. Oh, um, God, come on, Vance, it was absolute shash. Yeah, my computer, my shot. computer, which is way, way overpowered apparently for this game, won't even run it. It just jerkily moves around, That's regardless of any uh, patches that I installed. No, no, it's, it was all right. I mean, I've, I've modded it slightly, and it works. It works okay. Um, it's fine. I mean, I played. I've been playing Dark Souls again um, on PC, and it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's still, just it just looks awful. <laughs> you know, graphically, it's a really shitty looking game on the PC, sadly. Um, but I have high high hopes for Dark Souls too, because it's going to be um, like I said, it's got more peas. And an increased texture resolution and enhanced frame rate. I'm surprised you didn't add. Uh, maybe it's not PC related. I'm surprised the fact that Watchdog now looks dog shit wasn't uh, brought up. Uh, uh, sorry, I did mean to bring that up, but I I did feel like I mean I'm traditionally console bash all the time. <laughs> really? Can't <laughs> say I've noticed. Um, and it's just it's just too easy. They make it so easy for me. <laughs> um, it is pretty worth mentioning though that the. Uh, I mean, I, actually, I would say it's less about that. I think it's more about just Ubisoft um, doing things in a certain way. So the 2002 footage of Watch Dogs, which I'll be honest, did look quite. This is quite impressive. I can't believe this is really happening. 2002. In the game. Um, tw- 2012. God's sake. <laughs> well, I've been waiting. That long. Oh, uh, the game was interesting. Very slow. Um, <laughs> and then they've got this kind of 2004. PlayStation 4 version, um, 2004. Oh my God, oh. you're getting retro, boy. Oh. I did say that. I did say I was tired. You want to go on the night shift one or something, man? That's where you belong. Um, <laughs> do they actually record it at night? I don't, how does it work? Oh, I don't know. I think they record <laughs> the same time as we do. It, it's <laughs> just it's just a pointless word, like the fact that this podcast does PCs. That's that's not fair. Well, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs is relevant because I'm sure that's coming to the PC at some point. But it probably yeah. will do. No, it was just interesting the fact that there was such a shift between the PS4 latest build and the old build. Oh was, come on. It, it looks awful. But it we don't know look... where that came from, do we? Do we know where that that because there's there's a gif that obviously did the rounds on Twitter that I shamelessly retweeted. Uh, I saw a, there's a full there's a 1080p video kicking around. I, I watched that. Yeah. I, I, I've mm, I, I just think you know given the delays this have, they're really not going to be saying Here, here's some more footage. Oh, by the way, it's just a PS3 version. I, I really don't think they'd be doing that if they were bringing out brand new footage, you know, they'd be showing off the PC or the, the PS4 version. Mm. Mm. Funnily enough, <clears throat> funnily enough, this uh, game quickly dropped off my uh, day one purchase as I finished watching that video and kind of looked downwards and saw my full-on copy of Aliens Colonial Marines at the base <laughs> of the computer. It, 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 it's just setting alarm bells off again that I won't be falling for it again. I, mean, I think that's, for me, that's really the concern is that a lot of these games... Um, when you've got the hope of it being this huge scale and everything, all the things being really in depth and completely sandbox, whether that actually pans out to be that is another thing. And that's where that I'm kind of concerned about how well does it scale and they will have to limit by limit it by what the current consoles are doing. And as I mentioned on things like Titan and anything else, they are having to scale things back 
and um, I, I, I'll be honest, this, the current generation of consoles that I found most frustrating is they haven't done more of what I hope to do, which is actually push gaming on, push more games to be kind of going outside the boundaries. It just feels a bit like they're just making PC games from a couple of years ago. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with it. But I, I'm I've been quite I'm quite skeptical about Ubisoft on the whole. So we'll see. Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't mean that, you know, Assassin's Creed Four looked stunning. Even you know, even on my PS4, it looked really, really nice. Um, and the games. That's, but that's not that's not of this huge open world city, is it, or anything like that? Well, it's, it's kind of an open world, open world. Um, the the yeah. thing that worries me about Watch Dogs is the same as everybody else has been saying. You know, hang on, we've we've seen this. You know, if we go back to the old Killzone trailer or Killzone Two trailer, whatever it was from decades ago, and it was all kind of pre-rendered, whatever. We, we've seen we saw Watch Dogs first two, three years ago, and you know, everyone went, oh, that's amazing. And you know what? We've heard less than nothing about it since we, we kind of hear little bits here. Yeah, there's a little bit of video footage that comes out and actually, mm, I don't know. And it, it kind of makes me worried for things like Division as well, which is the game that I was actually quite interested in. Cause yeah, it's yeah me too. Co-op me too. Thing. And I just think mm, they're very, very good. They've kind of, Ubisoft have got this habit of producing the show-stopping end trailer it's kind of thing that, you know, they end all their conferences at E3 where they go, look at this. Yeah. Uh, and you go, wow, that's awesome. And then when the game actually comes out or when you see, you know, the further along it gets, you just kind of like, ooh, okay, that's not what I thought you showed me. But, yeah, okay, that's that's one that's, you know, Watch Dogs is just never going to be on my pre-order list. Never. Um, I, I think it's most definitely a wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I, and I do hope it gets... Um, a fair critique based upon that rather than get kind of bamboozled by oh isn't it shiny oh it's so shiny mm-hmm. and i just want to hope that this gets that a bit of a fair review of how it really is as, as a quality game is it just a gta clone that's not I'll, as good i'll just work two weeks and pick it up for a fiver in a bargain bin on the wii u <laughs> <laughs> won't be coming to the wii u <laughs> anyway um What's next? Oh, go on then. What's this one then? I presume this is you, Beastie. It is. Um, so Steve Ballmer um, uh, was meeting with um, some, I think, kind of students and was talking about um, technology firms and so forth. And he described um, Microsoft as a two and a half trick pony. Um, uh, under the quote of most tech companies fail, they are they are zero trick ponies. They never do anything well and they go away. You're a genius in this interview if you were a one-trick pony, uh, referring to things like Facebook and so forth. Mm. Now, what I thought was interesting of this, and I thought I'd bring up, was what he thought the tricks were. Um, I mean, what, <laughs> would you, what would you imagine the... Um, Steve Bombers with his, his two and a half tricks. So they're basically they're three things, one of which is a half trick. Um, uh, yeah, what, what do you think he would describe them as being? Uh, Windows, Xbox. So they, 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 you have the key, the, the Windows graphical user interface, taking it away from DOS and bringing in Windows. Huh. That's got to be one of them. Windows right. eight. Windows eight. <laughs> 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 that's that's where that's where the half mark got taken away. <laughs> uh, well, I d- don't know about Xbox. Not not. Um, that's it was. Um, just to spare spare it, because the, the second one I thought I was like, oh, okay, I shrugged it a bit. So the first trick, 
um, was inventing the modern PC with Windows and Office, which mm-hmm. I can fairly well say. I'm surprised personally didn't separate out Windows and Office as they're too huge, surely. Mm-hmm. Um, tricks for any other company would be. Um, the second was bringing microprocessor, te- pro- microprocessor technology into the data center. Yeah. I, I, shri- I, mean, I mean, I'm not that saying that's not true. That doesn't even mean anything. I don't know what that really means. What data center? Is that I like a shop in town or something? I brought a calculator into the data center. I'm guessing it re- must be referring to um, server systems, quite kind of uh, establishment of server software for... Um, uh, game servers through to cloud storage. So I don't stuff, know stuff. We don't know what what it means. Tech yeah. stuff. Uh, but he referred to the Xbox as being an additional half trick. <laughs> um, half now, trick, I don't... maybe it was heavy enough. Half Ooh. trick, half the resolution of the other consoles. Um, <laughs> it is worth noting that he did describe Apple as have done two tricks, but Microsoft's done two and a half tricks with Jesus. the um, half an Xbox. Um, I, I'm just tempted to watch the video just to see if his piss went through with sweat at the end of it like he normally is. <laughs> well, I don't think because he no longer works for Microsoft, I think he probably can uh, get away with being less um, bouncy. Mm. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not Balmer. <laughs> well, indeed. All right, so yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. I mean, I'm not sure what Microsoft are doing, and I'm looking forward to Windows 9 coming out and all that kind of stuff when they correct all the problems with Windows 8. But I don't know. Yeah, well, they're holding up their, their, their sort of thing of every other Windows release being fairly decent, so you know, we'll go with that. They've got a bit of the, the Star Trek philosophy, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Um, next, next piece of new shit, skip over it. Hi, sod off. Defense Grid 2 is going to yes. consoles, so the PC is invading the consoles again. That's my <laughs> master race piece of news for the week. Um, no other reason I put that in there other than the fact I could mention Defence Grid 2 again. So, hooray. I've said that more exciting on um, the uh, tower defence genre. There was a game I saw kicking around earlier today, which would be quite interesting. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, Space Run. That was the name of it, Space Run. Mm. And it's a mobile tower defence game. So that you are a spaceship, which is made up of um, various points where you can put uh, weapons on, and you travel through the level, and you have to defend for asteroids and other ships and so forth. I thought, oh, that could be quite interesting. I mean, I do appreciate that it's a very subtle shift in the in the genre, but What's it still could be quite fun. Space Run. Oh, it's on Android, apparently. Okay. Is that, be, is that might be is completely that, different? Is is that like Temple Run? <laughs> It probably is, actually. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably due out later this year, but I thought it was quite interesting. Oh, well, yeah. it can't be that then. All right. Thank you for that. Um, last piece of news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. On live. It's back. And this I gave, time... I gave mine away. <laughs> you fool. How could you do that? I bet... I hope you've kept the Ouya. I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but bear in mind, if I, I, I was given it on live because they were giving away like sweeties a couple yeah. of Eurogame Expos ago. Yeah, literally thrown at anybody who could come near the stand. But um, okay, so if you don't remember on live, this was the gaming service. Uh, brilliant idea. Um, pretty much exactly the same as what both Microsoft and Sony are trying to do with PlayStation Now and um, what Microsoft are trying to do with. 
their other thingy that I can't remember the name of. Um, but this is this is their streaming. So they have a bunch of supercomputers somewhere, and then you stream the game over the net and play it on your telly. Um, wonderful idea. Just uh, we haven't got the infrastructure for it. I had a, an account with them, and I think I managed to play about an hour and a half of Dead Rising, and it looked worse than this Google Hangouts does it was just Ooh. yeah <laughs> blocky um yeah it was fine it was it was okay it was playable but it wasn't something you were prepared to kind of you know sit in front of when you had a perfectly good pc sitting especially when you can pick up games for the pc for you know sweet fa um now they're, they're coming back um and not, not for long well not by the sound of it they are doing an open beta for something called cloud lift which they're billing as a cloud gaming companion service. So effectively what this means is OnLive are no longer going to sell you games. What they're going to do instead is let you stream the games that you already own through any device with a browser. So it's cloud streaming, for example. So for this tunneling software, I suppose you'd call it, um, they're going to charge you a tenner a month yeah um but and and the best part of this is that um the games that it will currently launch with um compatible games that launch are arkham origins the lego movie video game saints row 4 and the indie game type rider yeah um so Mm. it's really going to bring in the crowds um i just I don't get it. I don't I mean, get it. Mm. <laughs> so I bought this on my PC at home, off Steam or whatever. I then go to wherever it is I'm going work or whatever, and I can then instead of doing my work and benefiting society, I can then pay ten pound to get some dodgy stream of my game. I just can't see this working. I mean, I. I OnLive was a really interesting idea, and it all kind of links back to, is it the, do you guys remember the Phantom? That yes. That console never came yes, out. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, which I didn't think at the time. Was like, Had that been be kick-started? Yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah, yeah, fucked. Yeah. You would have been <laughs> totally be fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> the problem was this, was the streaming service wasn't very good. It was slow, it was laggy, it was low quality. And they had some great talking... ideas, though. In what way? Oh, some of the... I mean, it it was... Say what you want about it, it was well ahead of its time. It had the micro console, you know, which Ui have tried to do since, and, uh, you know, Sony are looking to do with the Vita TV and things like this. So, you know, they, they went with that. Um, they had, purely on a um, UI thing, it looks a lot like Steam's big picture does now. Um, sure. You also had that wonderful thing where you could... You could using on live. You could go and it would give you. It was a bit like Twitch TV, where you could look at any game and you could just go and view somebody else playing a game, and you could watch their playthrough, um, or your friends playthrough, or whatever. Um, it was a, it, you know, there were some really good things they thought of, and it would have worked if it was had good. Everyone had fiber. <laughs> no, no I, I, I don't stand by that. I mean, I, at the time, I was running a pretty fast internet speed. Um, 50 60 meg whatever relative to whatever it was i'm sure it's something like that um and no 
It was still garbage. It was even five, rubbish. Five meg download line, roughly. And it was playable. And there was a little bit of lag, but not something that would put me off too much. So maybe it was just different, whatever the game you were playing. The, the, you know, the... It was also rubbish on their stand. Oh, that's not so good. <laughs> um, so, I mean... I, and things like here, the service will target 720p resolution running at 60 frames per second. Ooh, I'm like, really? Right. That's Xbox and, standard there. <laughs> Xbox One standard. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking funny. That's a resolution enough that my my non-gaming MacBook could happily run a game that kind of resolution um, as long as it's not too intense. It'll be, and the, the point of the thing is, when I press a key... Something will happen instantly rather than some kind of delay. I, I just think this is the whole thing of this streaming service is a lovely concept, but the technology is simply not there to make it work one way or another. Um, be it how we get data shared from these things, these change completely. I don't know, but I just feel a little bit like this is kind of offering what Steam we're talking about offering. Um, well, we talked about Steam offering for the Steam boxes, this could be that kind of solution. Um, uh, Again, I think maybe maybe a bit better if this just a just a local. Still don't understand uh, the Steam box, but there we go. I know. Well, we had this ongoing conversation, <laughs> but maybe it made more sense if this just um, died. Well, no. If there's a again, a box downstairs that streams your PC that works flawlessly that sends because it's a short distance, it works over a different service, whatever else. Oh, I'm still waiting to try the you know the Steam um, in home you know streaming service or whatever it is. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. That I'm still quite interested in. I haven't managed to sort of install it yet, just haven't got around to it, but I'm actually quite intrigued as to how that will work in my house so I can run games from my um, you know, my main rig and, and put them through on my gaming laptop and just stream it through that way. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that's going to work because that would be awesome mm. for me. But this this is just... I... <laughs> <laughs> well, given the obvious amazing developer, even the obvious amazing developer, the support that they've uh, clearly got on this, uh, a lot of pub- obviously a lot of publishers on site. Why, why don't they just market this as kind of a uh, retro streaming console and just buy up a shitload of old games? Well, you know, you could do what like PlayStation Now are looking to do or something like that, where you know, backwards compatibility instead, and say, you know, okay, look, you can go and play Monkey Island games or something like that. Things that maybe will work quite nicely with the, the broadband speeds we're getting in this country, but this is just, it's just doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised they're doing anything to be honest, but yeah, I thought they were doomed already. Mm, well, they were doomed once and they've made it back. So I don't know. There must be something in it. Um, <laughs> investors. Somebody, investors are investing in it. in it. I don't quite know what. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up? Um, any other news? No. no. Okay. No. Nobody was tempted by the Xbox One price cut with Titanfall. No. 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 <laughs> I I I I uh, decided to keep my mouth shut on that thread. I'm nearly. Uh, I'm actually amazed I haven't bought one yet. In all honesty, because let's face Why? it, if anybody was going to buy it as soon as it went to that price level, it would probably have been me. In fact, to, to be fair, if, if you're getting half the resolution, I'd expect to pay half the price. Ooh. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, boy. Fucking oh. fanboys. Um. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I mean, it's completely not a fanboy thing. I just... 
what I expect the new consoles to do is at least handle 1080p, and the fact they can't, and they're still charging the money they're charging well, it, for it. it, it it's, it, I can imagine it's huge in America, but the fact is, it, it isn't really that useful as a TV box in the UK because it's got what fuck all channels available for it. There is that. I mean, if it came with all the stuff that it comes with in the states, it'd be a lot more tempting to me. But at the moment, it's just like. Uh, you know, but is, it, is it really doing more than what my V Plus box is doing that cost me bugger all from Virgin? No, probably not. Well, but I mean, it's it, it could have done, and that's the thing. I, I would be one of these people that would be quite interested in being able to watch sport through and have uh, you know different snaps at the side and things like this. And you know, I, I quite like. I think they've got some things right, so I like what they're doing with Twitch, what they're going to be doing with Twitch, and I, I like what they're doing with you know some of the ways they do like they can record very short clips and they've got the editing software they've got some good ideas in there but I think what it, what it shows to me more and again I don't want to get hung up on this you know we've been around the house with the Xbox PS4 thing but the thing it just highlights to me is that the <laughs> Xbox was so obviously rushed to market and had they had another year which I think is what they thought they were going to get I think they'd have come out with a much more you know come come October I think the Xbox One is going to look a very different product to what launched you know are they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they releasing one with, with this more powerful then not so <laughs> no they, they, it probably was rushed I mean they, they crushed all this technology together and just went shit just pick a shell that it'll fit in and not blow up in they're going to make that... a white one that you can slap an aperture sticker on it that'll make you happy <laughs> it'll make it better um, uh, but didn't they give you this this trick the same so trap at least with the xbox the, the xbox, xbox was a great the, console the, the real xbox one the xbox uh, was a great console i, I, tr- but, I truly believe that but that's exactly what it did though was they basically got they rushed it to market they're half got, a trick half their half a trick yeah rushed it to market packed in loads of pieces of components um convenient at the time um sold it to break into the market so i.e mm. a low price point mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not wrong. I don't agree that they should necessarily automatically have a low price point um, unnecessarily. But what I'm wondering is whether or if they took away a lot of the gump that I don't give a shit about, i.e., all those licensing costs they paid out for TV services which we can't use, mm. um, and a Connect sensor which, without, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on the Connect. I just don't want it. I just don't care for that kind of thing. No, I mean I had um, one and I used it twice. On the old, you know, on the 360, and I, I they, sold it because it was. Could they have sold? Could they have sold it for a hundred quid less? So the fact is, for a, a less powerful machine, I expect to pay a less less amount of money from the PlayStation 4, and that's unfortunately <laughs> their mark. No, no, I don't, this, I don't know if I. This, 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 that's that's for me. It's quite simple. It's quite simple. I don't if I if I've got one bit bit hardware there, one bit hardware there. That one has online services. I haven't got to pay money into. They both. Um, well. I don't think we should go down that line again. I mean, yeah. to be fair, you know, if you look at but, if you look at both products, the the PlayStation is more powerful, yeah, by not that much. Um, oh, no, for I, people I, like us, it's you know DDR5 versus DDR3 or whatever. It's 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 much for much just in the price. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I, I don't agree. <laughs> people no, like us, racist. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. It does have a faster fast, fast graphics card. It's not just RAM. It has a faster graphics card. But then, you know, I can go to some websites and pick up a PC that is 
technically better than something that Alienware sells, but because Alienware package it better and make it shiny, it's got a glowing alien face on it that I'm going to pay more for. I don't. I, I think there's a, when you get, when you start to get into lounge tech, you paid more for that nice Nautilus case because it looked nice and it, sure. you know, um, but you could have actually got away with a much cheaper case that may have done a sure. certain job better, but you paid a little bit extra because it met a different type of need a cosmetic need or whatever and what you're paying for with the xbox one is is those services that they bundle with it but unfortunately they completely forgot about the rest of the world when they did that but you know hey that's that's the point i I understand i knew something you're saying you're being very a very sweet devil's advocate about it but the simple fact is that i want a games console i don't want a multimedia service that's that and that's kind of what i'm saying with this is that i am the kind of person who I, I, this is what amazes me is, you know, you drop the, I, I was on, I was DMing Bouncy, um, saying, can you get me a Titanfall bundle for under 400 quid or whatever it was about oh God. four, four or five days before they announced this price drop. And he kind of came back to me, well, I can't really do it for that. Be about four hundred. I said, oh, don't worry about it then. <laughs> and, you know, a week later I could get my hands on a Titanfall bundle for 365 quid or whatever it was. And I'm like, hmm, nah, it's not enough. And it's not because of the tech. It's just because it doesn't give me anything that I don't already have in my PlayStation and my PC. Titanfall, mm-hmm. I get on PC. Any other, you know, Rise, oh, I'm missing out there. Um, you know, it's it just doesn't give me anything that makes me think I really must rush out and get that. And of I'd course. To, and I'd have to fork out another 40 quid for bloody life, which is, you know, there you go. So, yeah, anyway, fucking hell, we turned it into another bloody Xbox podcast. <laughs> I tried not to. I didn't mention it. I mean, it's all Clarky's fault. Yeah, wrap, wrap it up before we have to uh, yeah. choose some Let's rage quick Let's do that. Music. It's been a long old show. And poor old Beast is tired. He's looking wow. he's waning. Yeah, it looks waning. All, all tuckered out there. <laughs> right. Um, apparently, we have a Facebook page. Uh, apparently, because I've never been on it. Um, you can email us if you want to at mgpbits uh, at maturegamerpodcast.com. We do appreciate any feedback. Um, we'll even read it. Um, which, is, which is a bonus. Um, you can best way to get hold of us is through Twitter, and please follow us if you do. Uh, the, the main show feed is at MGP Bits. Um, I'm at Vimesy74. I'm at Beastie Tweet. Still. Still. And, yeah, well, there we are. He's carrying on with it. I think yeah. I got a tweet off you the other day. I was honoured. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> and of like course, I, yeah, and of course I received that tweet at Clarky Snap. There you go. So you got that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can spare us the time, please go and hit us up with a, a review on iTunes. That's always helpful. Um, you're slowing down, fellas. Get out. You know, stop, stop putting. Even if you have to sign up with new email addresses, go and put some more reviews in. Because um, <laughs> just because it makes us feel valued. Uh, and that's it for this week. So um, thank you very much, Mr. Clarkie. Thank you very much, Mr. Beastie. Um, this is Vimesy saying good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.